0: I guess pretty much Had a lot of great emails we'll talk about Had a long week Uh, Hope everybody had a great holiday Uh, We had some camps To run over the holiday We had uh, things to do So we were quite busy But uh, I do appreciate everybody tuning in And appreciate all the great emails um, We received And we will talk about uh, A great many things So be prepared But uh, I do have uh, a lot to go over And uh, we will dive into the NFL world Talk a little college football as well We'll talk about uh, the playoff action there We'll talk a little NBA Because we, we pretty much have to But this will primarily be an NFL show You know, a couple other things I uh, I, I'm, I, I was watching these end-of-the-year shows You know, these end-of-the-year ESPN shows It's um. It, it it's getting it's getting so bad. There was something I re- I mean, I, I recorded and I watched. It's uh you know, one of those top top plays of the year type thing. Um, it, it it's it's hard to watch. I I guess my point is this. I, I've I've been saying this for, for a long time now. Uh, with regards to ESPN and ESPN is kind of, you know, jumping the shark, but they have such a monopoly. They they don't seem to really understand what it takes. I don't think they really care because their ratings are so powerful. Fox has not been able to, to chip away at them and uh, CBS sports and, and all the other, you know, NBC sports network, I think has done a great job of of kind of channeling themselves in a way that ESPN doesn't. They do a lot of soccer they have some hockey, you know. They do they do things in a in a way that ESPN does not. You know they have a couple of decent shows. You know they have some some random talk shows, which I think you know are good. But primarily, they're, you know when you, when I think of uh, NBC Sports, I I think of soccer. That's where all the Premier League stuff is, and uh, you know and and they do a really good job of that. They have pro football talk. Uh, Paul Burmeister, I think, is the guy that does that. They have the Dan Patrick show, so they have they have decent plays there. The, you know, CBS Sports they have the, and the they have the uh, NFL quarterback. They have Boomer and Carlton, so so they're starting to do. You know, they 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 have a different approach, which I think is good. Fox Sports is starting to do the same thing. You know, where they they've stolen away a lot of the ESPN talent. Uh, Skip uh, Bayless being one, uh, Colin Cowherd being another. So they've done good there. Uh what they should do is a better version of SportsCenter. That, that's what they should do. Because SportsCenter has become uh, Saturday Night Live bad. And, and what I mean by that is Saturday Night Live has gotten so bad that I can't watch it anymore. Um, it it kind of depends on who the host is. If I like who the host is, then maybe I'll watch it. But Saturday Night Live is brutal. Now, ESPN Sports Center has gotten the same way. I'll record Sports Center now because there's no point in watching it live. And out of the hour, I might watch ten minutes of it because the majority of it is these personalities they keep trying to promote. And I'm watching this ESPN highlight show. Where they've got I don't know four to six of these hosts and they're just hideous. And they're they're giving their and and they have these uh you know they they they've narrowed it down to like the top three plays of each category. One of the categories being let's say dunk of the year. And then they show the three dunks and then, and then the ESPN anchors talk about them and give you their opinions like they matter. Like no one that has ever been it seems like there's no sports anchor that ever played sports at a high level. So why do I care what they think? And, and they try to crack jokes, and they try. It's just for some reason the powers that be at ESPN think that what sells the programming is the hosts. When it, what sells the programming is the sports. So when I turn on Sports Center, I just want to see highlights, and I know they have ESPN news, but that is so abbreviated; it's a half hour. I, nobody seems to be able to get it right. I I think I need to, I think I need to step in. I, I, it's not that complicated. And I've been saying this for decades, just, just, if you don't, if you want to do your little anchor evaluation thing, that's fine. But give me at least an hour somewhere, because then everybody will, will, will DVR it. Give me give me a little something. Give me give me okay. Here's what you say if you're ESPN. Every morning from six to seven a.m. we're gonna have an actual sports center, an actual highlight show. With no commentary, no guest analysis, no self promotion. It's just gonna be me talking sport. It's gonna be us giving you as many highlights as possible showing you all the NFL games, showing you all the NBA games, showing you all the NHL games, showing you some, uh, some soccer matches. We're going to just bang it all in there in about an hour. Very very little opinion, just highlights so you can see the day in sports. And then after that show's over, we're going to go back to our nauseating uh, discussions of what we think with regards to the games. So then what I would do is I would just set my recorder and record that one hour and then just ignore the rest. And if you think I feel I'm the only one that feels this way, according to my emails, which I've received over a thousand since I've been talking about this, I would say ninety percent of the people agree with me. Gen has a monopoly. Like if I wanted to go to uh you know, Fox Sports to see you know what to to, to see if they have a sports center. You know, They have Monster Energy Supercross right now. Or Inside the Big East. Thing else on. And so, there's no other options. I think Fox did try it. I think Fox did try to do one, but they didn't do it right. And then if you're looking at, uh, you know, NBC Sports, they got soccer on. Then CBS Sports has Boomer and Carlton, or Carton, not Carlton. But you, you put me in charge, and I could give you a quality sports show. So instead I have to watch this highlight, this highlight show, I'm thinking this would be kind of cool. I'll get to watch all the greatest plays of the year and the greatest stories, and the, nope, it's all commentary. It's, it's people sitting in a chair talking to me about what they thought the best play was. And then all three anchors have to go different directions, and then they come out with the winner. And it, it's just hideous. I, I just stopped watching it. I watched half of it, and I just turned it off. I, I, can't, I can't watch it. And then I'm watching this uh, – is, is it Scott Van Pelt? Is that his name? SVP? My God, is that, is that bad. That is horrendous. I like that word. That That is really bad. The whole highlight, he's just giving me his opinion. Give me a highlight, please. I just want to start 2017 with, without being annoyed. And it it's never gonna happen. Someone needs to take over that, that entire network and do it over. You've got nineteen different networks within the ESPN umbrella. You know, you, you could do the you, you could like I've said many times before, just throw that I'll throw all those opinions on the ESPN too. Man, it's ESPN hard to watch. So as far as plays of the year, who knows? You know, I got some great emails. I got about five or six people in the last three days asking me my highlights of the year. And I think that's a great question. And when you you get asked that question, if you have to think, then it's not really a highlight of the year. When I think back to 2016, what were the great moments? Well, that jumper that Villanova made. That's got to be one of the greatest moments of the year. Leicester City. Massive upset in the Barclays Premier League. Massive. Cam Newton not going for that fumble. Massive. The Cubs, massive. Uh, The Penguins, too, a little bit for me. A little bit. College football didn't do much because it was ho-hum, I think, with with, uh, Alabama. You know, the Olympics, with some of those stories, I thought were pretty good. But I didn't think of the NBA, not much, although it did go down to seven games, which was which was good. So I guess those are some of the highlights. And there's other little pieces in there that I'll think about, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, I remember that play, or I remember this, or I remember. I'm not really thinking of a lot of moments. I think the number one moment for me in the year 2016 was the jumper from Villanova. I think that was the number one single-play moment. I think number two single-play moment might have been Cam Newton not going after that ball. That 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 could have been it. Another great moment, or I guess bad moment, you could say, would be when Curry threw that around the back pass and <laughs> went to no one late in game seven. Strategically, I think the Steve Kerr switching every screen play was the worst decision in 2016. Him switching every screen cost him the world championship or the NBA title. So there's great moments to Australia and watch the AFL championship. I don't know if they call it cup. Tennis, you know, I love tennis. No magnificent moment, but 2016 I think was a great year for sports, with the Cubs and with Villanova and with Leicester City. It's, there's a lot. There was a lot of upsets, a lot of uh, Cinderella stories. Even though Villanova was a good team, I think that was considered uh, a Cinderella story. If you're asking me, Denver winning in Peyton Manning's final year, I think that that's a great story. You know, you got you got great stories, obviously the ultimate being the Cubs, but you just had a lot of great stories. I think the NCAA baseball championship was won by, what, Coastal Carolina or something like that. That's another great story. You know, the the, the story of the underdog. I think 2016 was about the underdogs when you think about it. And I get that question a lot. So um, those are some of the highlights for me, and I'm not going to dive into a million different things, you know, but I, I just thought, I thought 2016 was a great year. I know people are complaining it was a bad year, and maybe in the world it was with all the violence and crime. And there was a thing on 60 Minutes last night about the about Chicago. Uh Chicago will never get fixed because of the political correctness. You know, there's just too much of it. You can't go out and do what you gotta do. You can't police the way you want to police. You gotta fill out all these forms. You gotta it's just too politically correct. And the crime is the is what it is. Well, we don't want you to racially profile, but then we got gangs killing other gang members. We got we got gang members driving by doing doing drive by shootings and killing kids. But if you if you see an African-American, it looks a little shaggy and you think, you think it might be a gang member, you, you can't pull him over because that'd be racially profiled. So just let him go, see what happens. Oh, yeah, he killed a couple of kids. Well, I didn't. at least I didn't profile. At least I didn't profile. So you're never going to get, it's never going back and the cops are too scared to do their job because they know that they go out there and you know, arrest the wrong guy or do something wrong or who knows what. They get shot themselves. It's just not worth it. So, I, again, I, I, I see some things like that in 2016 that were bad. But overall, in the world of sports, which is the world I live in, I thought it was a great year. You know, I've watched this uh, – this, you know, I'm. I just watch random sports shows, and there's this thing called uh, Religion of Sport. I think it's on like the Audience Network or something random on DirecTV, and they just show random sports and how it's like a religion to everybody. And they were showing this, this soccer in Scotland um, that is extremely intense, great rivalry, and. I thought to myself, man, that, that's something I would like to do. I would like to go see that. And there, there's one rivalry that is, is above the rest, and it's, it's it's the Rangers and the Celtics. Now, I don't know much about it. I know they're both relatively close to each other, but I watched this show, and, man, it was intense, and it was like a religion. And then I watched – they happened to play each other uh, – within the past week, and I recorded it, and it was on, like, Fox Sports 2 or something. I don't know what channel it was on. But I watched it, and uh, man, is it intense. And it's not like they're really good. I mean, uh, Brandon Rodgers, I think is the guy's name. He used to coach Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken. He's now the coach of the Celtics. But, you know, either one of these teams, I don't think make a lot of noise if they're playing in, like, a higher-level league, like Bundesliga or Barclays Premier League. But Man, is that great rivalry. It's just the energy in that stadium. And I believe that the Celtics are the dominant team, and the Rangers had some trouble financially and had to kind of get disbanded and then bring it back up. But throughout history, the Rangers have more history, but the Celtics are more dominant right now, and it's just it's a massive rivalry. And I thought to myself, I have to go see that before I die. I have to go to Scotland and go to one of those games, one of those matches. Just sit in that stadium and feel that energy. I just I just love it. I was at game seven of the Cubs. Indians. The energy in that stadium. I was recently at the uh, Patriots game. I went to the Patriots game on Christmas Eve. Even though it was a massive blowout, the energy in that stadium. Man, that, that's what sports is all about. So I learned something new. I got to see that rivalry, and I was like, wow, okay. That that That's something I was not aware of. I didn't know those teams even existed. So just, you know, another opportunity for me. And I'm going to go. I'm going to be in London at the end of the month. I'm going to go to a couple of Barclays Premier League matches. and I And I'm going to be in Greece in August. That's another place I haven't been. So those are going to be new experiences for me. And then I, I'm thinking for 2017 down the road in August, September, October, I got to go to Scotland. That's going to be on my list. To say I've been there. To say I, I went to that match. And the way the announcers were talking, it's the number one derby. And a derby is kind of like rivalry game. I think a derby means a rivalry game within two, two teams that are in close proximity, A derby in the NFL would be Rams, Chargers, I guess. Or Lakers, Clippers in the NBA. Jets, Giants, NFL. You know, that would be a derby. Knicks and Brooklyn Nets, that would be a derby. This rivalry between these two teams, the Rangers and the Celtics, is the most historic, most intense rivalry in all of soccer. And I, I might have to agree with that. And the, the, the league itself is pretty hideous, but all in all, that, that that's something I think I have to go to. I I just have to sit in that stadium and feel it. I just kind of hope it would. It, it's a game that also matters. Like they're both fighting for first place late in the season. That would even be more phenomenal. So I learned that. To me, when people ask me about 2016. In my world, which is a sports world, I thought it was a fantastic year, one of the best years ever, except for the NBA, which although the finals turned out to be a pretty good finals, but you know, with the exception of the finals, the NBA is a bore fest. But with the exception of the NBA, every other sport was very entertaining and, and a lot of uh, upsets along the way. You know, even tennis and golf. You know, with no Tiger and these young guys coming up in golf. And uh, with tennis, you know, some of the older guys kind of hitting the bricks a little bit, it, 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 and new new blood coming in. I, I think I think I think the sports world is looking good. Leicester City had to be the, the number one story in team sports. Well, the Cubs, I guess. But diving into the NFL, let's do our recap of the year. A lot of coaching changes. Uh, 49ers, you know, get rid of Kelly and the GM. Chargers got rid of McCoy. I think that was a good decision. Kubiak retires. Um, kind of a disappointing year in the NFL. And again, I think what the NFL needs to do, and I've said this a thousand times, they need to go back to to the drawing board. They get it, they have to get together as a, as a committee and and eliminate some of these penalties. The two men in motion, all all these little things are just not covering up a tight end. These things, I just think, need to go. There there used to be a plan. They didn't want to deceive the defense. I don't care if you deceive the defense. Some teams are going to be rebuilding. It was a really rough year for quarterbacks as far as injuries go. Niners are in trouble. I guess they get the number two draft pick. I said at the beginning of the year, and, and some people kind of gave me some slack for this. But I said at the beginning of the year that the worst team in the NFL was the Rams. And I think right now, if you had to take a vote, you would have to say they are the worst team in the NFL today. Now, the record doesn't dis- dis- say that. But the-, the Browns have come close a few times. And playing better now than twice. And they're just getting smashed. The Rams are the worst team in football. Got rid of their coach. I don't know what they're going to do. They need to go out and get Gruden. If they're not going to get Gruden, they do need to go get Peyton. If that means giving up a, a second-round, third-round pick, you got to get you got get a, a guy that can come in with a, with a pedigree. Arizona, I think, is also in trouble. I don't know what Fitzgerald's going to do. Um, I don't know if Carson Palmer's got enough in his tank. David Johnson, their running back, uh, jacked up his knee. Uh, this was supposed to be a big year for them, and it turned out not to be. I, I don't think they have a bright future. I think a lot of their guys are getting older. The quarterback position is getting older. I think they need to really start thinking about who they're going to bring in a quarterback and maybe give Palmer one more year and then you know develop somebody. The Rams are in massive trouble. I think Goff is a huge bust. I don't think Goff is very good at all. In fact, I think he's going to be a career backup. The Niners are the number two pick. There's no quarterback out there worth taking, so I think Kaepernick's going to have to be their guy. they got to just find a coach that believes in them. It's Seattle's end of their of their window as well. I'll talk about the playoffs in a bit. Carolina's fine. Uh, Saints, I think, are going to be okay. Need to get some defense in the draft, maybe sign a couple guys, but uh, I, I think they'll be okay. Tampa's got a bright future. Atlanta's looking solid. Chicago's in massive trouble. Need to find a quarterback. Need to get some, some more consistency on the on the interior of both lines. Minnesota, I think, is okay. I would say the most disappointing team of the NFL season to me the Minnesota Vikings, uh, finish 8-8, eight eight, but I think they have Bridgewater. You know, I think they're okay. Need to get Peterson out of there, save some money, go get some, some, spend some money on the offensive side of the ball. I think Detroit's okay. Need some more consistency, but they're okay. I love, I love their quarterback. Green Bay solid is – they're always going to be fine. Philly's future looks good. I think the Redskins look Okay. Giants and Cowboys obviously look good. San Diego, I don't think is far away. A lot of guys on, on, on the injured list. They go 5-11, and 11, but they were in every game. Uh, I would say all, all but maybe one or two games. Uh, great quarterback, most underrated quarterback in the league. They're going to have a new coach coming in. It hopefully provides a little discipline and energy. But they, they, they had so many injuries. I don't think San Diego is far away at all. That's, that's, a, that's a brutal division. The Raiders have a very bright future. Um, Denver, I think, will be fine. I think that yeah, Romo goes there. That makes them a Super Bowl contender. Uh, the big question in the offseason is going to be where does Romo land? Kansas City's fine. Jacksonville's in trouble, need to find themselves a coach and probably a new quarterback. Indianapolis' fine. Tennessee, a bright future. Houston needs a quarterback, otherwise, they won't have as bright a future. Houston needs a quarterback bad. I think Indy will have to fire their coach. They need some new blood in there. Cleveland's in trouble. They're still three, four years away. Cincinnati's fine. Ravens and Steelers fine. Jets are in trouble. Need a quarterback. I think they keep their coach. There's no need to fire him. They had such a great year last year. Good bounce back win for them, by the way. I think the Jaguars should hire Coughlin. That's a no-brainer. But um, Because he'll bring discipline in. Uh, I think he'd be great for them. Buffalo should be fine, depending on who they bring in as a as a coach, but their future looks okay. I think they need a quarterback. Miami okay and the windows always gonna dominate. So what are you gonna do? But uh, you know, again I think it was a down year for uh the NFL. Offensive leaders Drew Brees led the league in passing yards with 5,208. That's ridiculous. Matt Ryan second, Kirk Cousins third, Rogers four, Rivers five. Rushing leader, uh, Elliott, by a long margin. Jordan Howard from Chicago, number two. DeMarco Murray three. The Miami runner, uh, Ajayi, how you say it? And then Le'Veon Bell with all the games missed. Receiving yards, Hilton. Julio Jones, and Jones myth games. Beckham, Evans, Antonio Brown. Interceptions, Casey Hayward from San Diego. Peters, Kansas City. Seven led the league with Hayward. Sacks, Vic Beasley Jr. from Atlanta. Vaughn Miller, Denver, Lorenzo Alexander, Buffalo. Tackles, Bobby Wagner from Seattle. Very underrated by a large margin, almost by 20 tackles. Zach Brown, number two, Buffalo. Buffalo's going to be fine. Christian Kirksey from Cleveland. Sean Lee, Dallas. So there's your individual stat leaders. The draft, I think this year, by the way, I think the draft is really weak. I think the NFL draft is as weak as I've seen in the last decade. I don't think it's a massively large impact player. Playoffs and what I'm thinking will happen. Um, the Raiders go to Houston and will get smashed. The, the quarterback, you can just see, it just it just took the life out of them. Now, luckily for them, they're playing a team that also has very bad quarterbacks. But at Houston, their quarterback situation is better than the Raiders. The Raiders are, are down. I think the Raiders beat Houston earlier in the year. But there's no doubt in my mind that Houston will win that game. That's on Saturday at 4.30 Eastern. So I'll go over the Saturday games. The game uh, after that will be Detroit at Seattle. And Detroit doesn't know how to win yet. I, I think they're – you know what – I. I think this game is, is dangerous. I think this game is going to be really close because I don't think Seattle's defense is solid. But it's at Seattle, it's Detroit's inexperience. But Detroit can score. And if they can get out there and gunsling it and get them going and put Seattle up against the wall, I think this is a very dangerous game for Seattle. I think this is the one game that I could see an upset. I, I, I really do. But I'm going to go with Seattle because I'm a coward. And I'm going to do that because I don't believe, I don't believe in Detroit's uh, experience, tenacity, discipline, toughness, um, inexperience, I think, will be a big thing. And, and the games they had to play down here late in the game, late in the season, they've had to play good teams and just can't get over the hump. They did very well in some games and jumped out early. I think Dallas, they jumped out early, couldn't hold on, got blown out. They couldn't win at home against Green Bay. And there's no reason to think that they – I think the only reason they could possibly win this is if Seattle lays the egg and Seattle doesn't follow through. And Seattle makes mistakes, which is very possible. Sunday, the early game, Miami at Pittsburgh. That should be a blowout. I don't see how Miami can hang around, especially even if Tannehill plays. I think that's the worst matchup of the four. That should be a massive blowout. That's on CBS, by the way. The raiders Texans game is on ESPN. And then the Lions-Seahawks is on NBC. So the four networks all get one each. Who wins? Well, the raiders Texans game is kind of a bore fest, so ESPN loses on that one. Seattle-Detroit will be okay. It's a primetime game Saturday night. NBC does okay. That's not the worst matchup. The biggest blowout is the uh, CBS game Miami at Pittsburgh. That, that's a blow-up of Pittsburgh Draws fans. And then the best game of the four is the Giants at Green Bay. The Giants have found ways to win on the road. I think there was a stat yesterday I saw. They are 5-0 since 2002 in road playoff games. Something like that, 2007, since 2007, something like that. Team in the NFL. The hottest quarterback in the NFL, even when you consider Brady, it doesn't matter. But I think that's going to be a pretty good matchup. The Giants have good defense. It's the last game of the day. It's on Fox. The best part about these playoff games, you get the top announcing crews. And I think the Aikman, I think Aikman is number one. I like Phil Sims at NBC. I like Collinsworth. I'm not a big fan of Gruden on TV. That's why I need to get back into coaching. So could you possibly see this in the second round? This would be the game. I, I really hope that Seattle does win for one reason. If Seattle wins, they go to Atlanta. Then the winner of Giants-Packers goes to Dallas. A Green Bay at Dallas second-round playoff game would be massive. Even if the Giants win, a Giants at Dallas round three would be massive. That that might be the that might be the playoff game, with the exception of the Super Bowl, and that would be in the second round. I don't think uh, Seattle can beat Atlanta in Atlanta. They can't match the firepower. And then you're looking at an Atlanta Dallas game or an Atlanta Green Bay game, whatever the case may be. I think Green Bay can easily beat Dallas. Not easily, but I could see that happening. But that second round, that would be the game of the year. I do think Dallas has the best team, but I'm not sold on their inexperience. And they do have a choking ability. Now, on the following weekend, on Saturday, the Patriots and the Falcons would play, and the Chiefs and the Cowboys would play second. Let's go so let's go to the AFC. You know, I really don't see Green Bay losing. I, I really don't. Let's go to the AFC, which is a little more cut and dry. I think uh the Steelers win and then go to Kansas City and that will be a great game. Although I like Steelers. The Texans win and go to New England and just get smashed. I mean, they already played once this year. I think it was a 60 point game. It, uh, it, if that's a, uh, whatever that spread is, it's going to be New England favored by about 15. I, I take New England and give up the points. It's a boar fest, it's almost NBA like. And then I'm looking at a Pittsburgh at New England AFC championship game. I think that'll be a great game. And I do think Pittsburgh can beat New England. I think it's the only team that can beat them in the AFC. Because of Big Ben, because of that offense, because of experience. And Will Gronk be back, find a way, take away his short passes. I'm very disappointed in Belichick uh, picking up Floyd. That, that's been a problem for me. Guy drives drunk, and he's not the first time, and he's three times the legal limit, and he's passed out at a street light. And Arizona does the right thing and cuts him. And the Patriots pick him up. I, I'm really, I'm very disappointed in the, in the Patriots. They are a step away from cowboy land. Jerry Jones will pick up anybody domestic abuser, rapist, murderer, criminal. Abuser, It doesn't matter If Jerry Jones thinks he can win he'll take anybody Anybody and everybody and Now Belichick is kind of doing the same He took Blunt Floyd that you don't need You don't need him It's just disappointing It just tells me that you're not a character guy I thought he used to be He'll cut guys, he'll get rid of guys, he'll trade guys But then he's going to bring in a, a drunk driver My fantasy for the year would be that New England loses a Super Bowl on a Floyd fumble late in the game. That would be karma. That would be awesome. But I think the biggest games of the year are going to be Pittsburgh at New England, AFC Championship, and Green Bay at Dallas, second round. Whoever wins that goes to the Super Bowl. But picking up Michael Floyd disgusts me. And I just hope he has a bad fumble. The football gods have to look down and take care of business. So the NFL, the Dolphins are, are a mess. I, I don't think they're going to be very good. The AFC has got three really bad teams in the playoffs. The NFC, even the worst team in the playoffs is a dangerous team, and that is Detroit. They, they are dangerous. And I'm glad they made it. They lose a and Sioux. You know, Megatron retires, Calvin Johnson, and and they make the playoffs. And, again, I think it shows you that in team sports, when the superstar leaves, quite often the team does better. More balance, less diva-isms, more money to spend on better, on better players to, to balance out your roster. So we have the four games this weekend. We have four games the following weekend. Then we go to two games on the 22nd. The championship games, then, of course, we had that week off, then they played the Super Bowl. I think the draft is going to be really bad. So I'm not looking forward to that. I watched uh, Catholics versus convicts on 30 for 30. It was not bad. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good quotes in there. And I do remember that game, and I forgot about it. It's pretty good, 30 for 30. I also watched 30 for 30, Five Slam and Gemma, and that was pretty good. You learned some things in there, too. Very interesting how Akim Olajuwon got to land in in Houston. You learned that during that that uh, broadcast. couple good 30 for 30s there. I saw some movies, too. let will see if I get to them. I always seem to say I'll get to things and I'll forget. Although... um I'll try and, I'll try and remember. Saw a couple of decent movies, nothing fantastic I saw that uh Arrival. It, it, it's kinda out there. You're gonna have to really focus. And then I saw that one with um uh, and uh They wake up too early. You know what I'm talking about? And that was I think that was better than I thought it would be. Wasn't great, but again it was better than I thought it would be. But that that's – I get pleasantly surprised on stuff like that. What's passengers? I, I had a friend that went and saw fences, heard it was hideous. So a lot of coaching changes. We'll see where these guys land. Hopefully they don't regurgitate and pick up old coaches. They don't, don't just – you know, like I don't want to see Chip Kelly land and land with the Rams or something stupid like that. Um, but I don't know if there's enough coaches out there. You have to go to a lot of coordinators. I think uh, the offensive coordinator with uh, New England needs another chance. I'd like to hear Herman Edwards come out of retirement, but I would love that Chargers job. They might be in L.A. we got to find that out. I would not want the Niners' job. I really wouldn't want the Rams' job, except it's in L.A. and they've got a great stadium. How about Tlaib taking the gold chain, ripping it off uh, Crabtree? Tlaib? Tlaib? I think thinks he's better than he is. He seems to think he's like the spokesman of the team in the NFL. He needs to just shut his mouth. I wouldn't want to be going up against Brady, I'll tell you that. disappointed are you if you're the Redskins? They flat out laid an egg. I think if you ask the NFL, they would want the Cowboys Patriots to be in the Super Bowl. That would be the highest rated Super Bowl of all time. That's my prediction. If those two teams make it the Super Bowl, that would be phenomenal. The question in the offseason is going to be, where does Romo land? You know, people are going to talk about Garoppolo. Remember all the guys who have been backups that have one great game or two great games, and they go and get a big deal, and they suck, Osweiler? Be very careful, Sonny Garoppolo. He's not that good. He's good to come in for a day or two. Romo's going to be the key where he lands. I think even a guy like Fitzpatrick could be a good stopgap for a team that's close. But Romo came in yesterday and looked pretty good. Uh, A bit surprised that uh, Ohio State got smashed the way they did. But they're so arrogant, I have no problem with it. And uh, the Michigan tight end kind of sucks. Taurus ACL. But looking at an Alabama Clemson national championship game. I can't see Alabama losing but but this is this is a rematch. This is this is gonna be tough. And I'm gonna go with the Clemson upset. I'm I'm kinda rooting for that too, but I, I do think Clemson can you know they they were here last year. They have the experience. They've got a little motivation. They came close last year. I think they're ready. Although they have had a rough year in my world. I they they barely won some games The game of the year was them beating NC State with NC State guy missing like 15,000 field goals. If he doesn't miss all those field goals, uh, Clemson's not here. But, man, they smashed Ohio State. That that was a bit of a shock. So we have some great games today. I'm looking forward to it. Florida-Iowa at 1 o'clock. Along with Western Michigan and Wisconsin. Let's see how the little guy does. Let's see if Western Michigan can hang around with Wisconsin. I think the matchup for the game of the day is at five o'clock Eastern. All these games are on ESPN. The first game, Florida, Iowa, is the ABC. That's one I don't care about that much. But then USC Penn State's gonna be a phenomenal game. Five o'clock Rose Bowl, ESPN. The cheapest seat available is three hundred and sixty five bucks. And then tonight in the uh, Superdome, I don't know what they call it, Mercedes-Benz Bowl? I don't know what they're calling this. I know it used to be the Sugar Bowl. Auburn, Oklahoma. I'm not really into that one either. I think Oklahoma blows them out. This all USC-Penn State game. I think USC is the better team, but they are usually the the, the stupidest team on the planet. So they are more stupid than Penn State. Penn State doesn't have the talent, but they're going to be fundamentally sound. And USC is going to go out there and fumble it, and have like uh, it will be third and twenty-seven for Penn State, and then a USC guy is going to, you know, rub the passer or pass interference, something dumb. That's how dumb they are. You'd be like third and eighty, and they'll do a, a holding penalty in the in the back defensive backfield, automatic first down. That That's how dumb the USC team always is. It'll be fourth and two, and they'll jump off sides. They have no discipline at USC. Maybe it's the type of player they recruit. I don't know. But I, I'm looking forward to the USC game. And the Western Michigan-Wisconsin games, going can be bad either. I'm looking forward to all the games. You can go watch Western Michigan-Wisconsin for 17 bucks, though. You want to get a ticket? Cheapest ticket for the national championship game in Raven James Stadium in Tampa. Cheapest ticket seven hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Games a oh, week from Monday. Week from today. Today Monday. Yeah. But it, it, it's going to be a good matchup. And they're a touchdown favorite. I think I would take Clemson with, with and get and get the seven. The, the projected top NFL pick, saying in defensive end, Miles Garrett. Good player, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's I think it's just a very weak draft. Very weak. You might be able to steal a quarterback in that third, fourth, fifth round though. You never know. I mean, if you're if you're, Buff, not Buffalo, if you're Cleveland, you just got to take one and just hope RG3 can hang in there and, and give you another year and draft yourself a quarterback. And maybe you get some gold like a Dak Prescott who was picked up late or Wilson picked up late. Alabama defensive end Allen said the Washington players were soft. Man, just be quiet and be humble. Relax, dude. But USC had a hideous start. And right now they're number nine in the country. And if they could blow out Penn State, they could be top six. I think you have to put them ahead of Washington. I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson, Wayne Heisman, I, I think Lamar Jackson is, is not uh, an NFL prospect. He needs to do it prior and come out and try to be a, a wide receiver slot back or something. You know, don't forget in the NFL, Tennessee has a Rams pick and their own. And uh, that's pretty good. Cleveland has Phillies pick and their own. Too bad it's such a bad draft. And now looking back on it, maybe the Rams what they, it wasn't such a bad trade. Because even with the Rams' number one pick, I, think, I don't know what they get. The Rams just have to draft offensive linemen, but they're just a mess. I think Josh McDaniels in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan, guys that could be pretty good. What about Matt Patricia, the defensive coordinator from the from the uh, Patriots? But I think Josh McDaniels deserves another opportunity. And he's an offensive guy. Not a lot of great candidates out there let's jump to college basketball you know it doesn't really matter right now but uh some great games i think this is going to be i'm going on record as this is going to be the greatest ncaa tournament in fact that i really do believe there's about 15 to 16 teams that can beat anybody better parity when I'm looking at teams like Gonzaga and even Indiana, who had a rough loss against Louisville, I'm looking at these teams and thinking to myself, the Indiana can beat anybody. Who'd they beat already? They at, 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 at beat Carolina rather handily. They, they can beat anybody. They can lose to anybody. Gonzaga can beat anybody. I think Baylor looks really good. I gotta see how they play against Kansas down the road. Oregon can beat anybody on a given day. I mean, and legitimately, you know, Of course, anybody can beat anybody, but Oregon can beat anyone without having it be a great day. There's a lot of teams that I think Butler can beat anybody. Louisville on the right day can beat anybody. I mean, there's just – I'm really high on Baylor, but I need to see them play against tougher competition. They've had a pretty good resume at this point. I don't think Creighton's very good. I don't think Xavier's very good. I'm not sold on Villanova. I got to watch more of them. I got to see more of Arizona. USC's, uh, you know, not very good. Just had no schedule. But some of these teams can beat anybody. The favorites to me are going to still be the Kentuckys and the Kansas And, you know, Duke looks bad. Chemistry issues. But those are the it still. I, I don't think Louisville's going to win it because I don't think they have enough offense. But the NCAA college tournament is going to be big time. Alan got – the whole Alan thing, I got a lot of emails on that too. Um, don't give me any excuses about him having psychological problems or him having anger management. It's all garbage. He just had a coach growing up that enabled him and allowed him to be a brat. He's just a spoiled little brat. And he needs someone to tell him that there's consequences for your actions. And up until this point, he's never had any consequences. Now he does. And all of a sudden, you watch it all change. He won't do it again. But whatever. There's going to be some great games. Like You're looking at some of these teams. Carolina loses to, what, Georgia Tech? Duke loses to Virginia Tech. I mean, balance. balance and we'll get serious probably after the super bowl well not after the super bowl probably get serious here in the next couple weeks Basketball has never been better just a great incoming freshman class nothing really big uh on the schedule tonight as far as college basketball goes i know there's a big game on wednesday tomorrow we have wisconsin indiana North Carolina, Clemson. Those are going to be good games. Both those games are at 7 o'clock, by the way. Texas A&M, Kentucky will be okay. K-State, Kansas at Kansas should be a blowout. West Virginia at Texas Tech should be a decent game. Some quality games there. But the big one being Wisconsin at Indiana. Well, Wednesday, there's a great game I'm looking forward to, and that's Villanova at Butler at 630 on Fox Sports. I'm looking forward to that game. I'm going to watch Iowa State at Baylor because I want to see how good Baylor is. I mean, I'm really impressed with them. Louisville at Notre Dame. I like Virginia a lot. Their defense at Pitt. Don't think they have enough offense. Oregon at Washington I'm going to watch because apparently Washington has an NBA guy. I'll watch him for the first time, tell you what I think. So Wednesday had some pretty good matchups. Usually Tuesday and Wednesday are good. Thursday, Friday are pretty weak in college basketball. When you start diving into the mid-majors, Cal's at UCLA. UCLA had a rough loss. Got to make free throws. Friday, I think, is like usually the worst day for college basketball. So Wednesday is going to be a big matchup. The Butler-Villanova game is going to be fun. And I can't wait till we start getting into those Saturday night matchups. That usually takes place once the NFL playoffs kind of hit a lull. So we'll get into more of that. We'll probably talk more about the weekend on Friday. We'll probably go on the air Friday. Now we have to go to the worst sport of the major sports. That is the NBA. Looks like the Hawks are going to trade Millsap. I think that'd be a great deal. Great move. I think he's overrated. I think he'd be a great fit for a a team that, you know, like a San Antonio or a team that's looking to get over the hump. But Millsap, I mean, he's okay. Pelican's trying to get Hunas. Rondo got benched in Chicago. Hill's out again with the Jazz with concussion-like symptoms. I mean, unbelievable. The best coaching job of the year so far has been with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm not the Hawks, the, uh, the Grizzlies. But winning the way they've been winning with all the injuries, not bad. Donates Montajunas, I think that's his name, has been out for since the beginning of the year. I'm kind of surprised he's out there. Probably need him more than anybody, but, you know, they're not going to do the smart thing. The Lakers just got to keep playing their young guys. But the Christmas Day game, you know, again, the Warriors kind of choked it. It comes down to the best guard. You know, you got Curry, you got Klay Thompson, and you got Kyrie. Kyrie's better than both of them, my opinion. Klay Thompson had great defense on him, and he still made the big shot. But the Warriors had that game won and choked it. I want to see Golden State at Oklahoma City. Let's look at the weak, pathetic mess of a schedule that the NBA is. How bad are the Clippers right now with all the injuries? James Harden's looking good. Houston's looking good. Not good enough to be relevant, but no games today we're talking about. I guess the best one would be, I don't know. Let me look. Uh, Wow. Denver Golden State, blowout. Phoenix, LA, boring. Should be a blowout, but the Clippers are messed up. Wizards at Houston. Wizards are are horrendous. Charlotte, Chicago's on NBA TV. That might be decent. Orlando, Knicks, who cares? Utah, Brooklyn, who cares? New Orleans at Cleveland, blowout. Oklahoma City at Milwaukee. That's what we call a bad schedule. Tomorrow, Utah at Boston could be decent. That's on NBA TV. Minnesota, Philly, hideous. Indiana, Detroit, who cares? Washington at Dallas, bad. Toronto, San Antonio could be decent. Sacramento, Denver, no. Miami, Phoenix, no. Memphis, Lakers, no. Welcome to the NBA. Wednesday on ESPN, you have Chicago at Cleveland. Should be a blowout. And Portland at Golden State, who cares? Another blowout. Thursday, which is the day, right? That's when you have the marquee matchups. Well, Oklahoma City at Houston should be fun because it's Westbrook against Harden. That that'll be a fun game. San Antonio at Denver, Lakers at Portland. I don't know how I don't know how TNT is doing all three of those games. Maybe they haven't decided yet. It's just the NBA is just hard. It's hard to watch. Charles Barkley said it's the worst it's ever been. I agree. 100%. There's only like 10 games worth watching, and one of them is going to be this uh, Oklahoma City at home against their boy Durant. And we have to wait for a while. Oklahoma City goes at Golden State January 18. Remember, Oklahoma City got blown out there the first time. But Golden State doesn't come to Oklahoma City until February 11. By the way, if you want to buy a ticket for that game, which is five weeks away, six weeks away almost. You want to buy a ticket for that game, the cheapest seat, 207 bucks. Yeah, you, you you think they're waiting for him? And they have them again March twentieth. And the cheapest seat in that one is 140 bucks. And if you scroll down the ESPN schedule, usually you'll see how much tickets cost. Th- those two might be the, the highest price tickets left. Usually Cleveland's going to be a lot of money wherever they go, but that's going to be a hard ticket to get. We have to wait all the way until February. Good job, schedule makers. But the NBA, Westbrook gets kicked out, bad call. NBA sits guys out. You know, I had a friend say to me he's going to go watch the – he wants to go watch a game here, a game there. I forget who's playing. But it's, it's hard to buy a ticket nowadays because you don't know who's sitting out spend 100 bucks to go watch Cleveland play at Brooklyn which the cheapest ticket's a $101 knowing that those guys aren't going to play and if they do play they won't play hard the NBA's got problems I know they don't think so because they keep making money but for actual people like myself uh, they have problems Rondo's pretty much done. I think I think there is a bright future for like the Lakers and the Timberwolves. There's some teams that that are okay, Philly, and they're going to be rising as LeBron retires. And they'll be you know Golden State He's going to have to give rid of somebody, I think, with the new collective bargaining agreement. They can't keep all those guys. But Phoenix doesn't have a bright future. Dallas doesn't have a bright future. Minnesota does. Lakers do. New Orleans does, actually, because they have a superstar. I think Denver does. They're still a couple of players away. Right now, if the season ended today, Sacramento's in the playoffs. I think their main competition will be Portland. Clippers would be a three seed. They're 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 lucky to be a six seed now. Sitting now, Chris Paul, injuries of Blake Griffin. Brooklyn does not have a bright future. Philly does. Miami doesn't. Orlando does. Detroit does. Knicks need to get rid of Carmelo. Right now the Knicks and the Bulls are out of the playoff picture, although it doesn't matter. The Wizards have made a bounce back and gotten back into the race. But, again, in the NBA, if you're 500, you're in the race for the playoffs. NBA is just a massive boar fest. And uh, that's about it. You know, what we're going to see now is, you know, a lot of NFL action. You know, we're going to get some coaches fired, some coaches hired. Um you know, are we going to see uh, NoSap get traded? Are we going to see if, if if the market – I wouldn't trade the market. Sure, actually in the playoff one. Talk, those talks have kind of subsided here. But uh, those are my takes for this week's uh, broadcast. I know I got a lot of great emails. Yeah, someone sent me a message on uh, – what was it? One of my social media things. I'm not really great at it. But something about how Houston has a negative 49-point differential of this season, which is the third worst for a champion since 1970, I don't really think that matters. you are going game to game. So what are you going to do? But the NFL season's over, so that's kind of sad for me because I love sitting on Sunday and watching every single game. It just makes it a lot of fun for me. So we'll see. Time will tell. But it's been a great uh, – 2016 Now we got to wait for 2017 and See what that brings It always starts with the Super Bowl So I want to thank everybody for tuning in We'll be on the air Maybe again Friday To preview some things um, If it's a bore fest of a week There's no point in talking about nothing that matters Might get into a little bit more, more uh, Political fire Talk a little more politics With the holidays Politicians take the time off Which is nice the stupid drama All the Russia stuff TV shows are going to come back on again They're going to start back up We'll see how that goes Not really excited Not a lot I'm really excited about Supposed to be a new um, 24 show coming on We'll see how that goes I'll let you know if I see some But all the great shows are gone The Justifieds And the all those shows, man. They, they, we got to find something to replace it. So have yourself a very good January second. I think this is your national holiday to take over. You know, if the holiday falls on a Sunday, well, we can't have that. We got to have another day, right? So there should be no mail or anything like that today, which is kind of lame. But enjoy it. The seventh of two thousand seventeen. I don't ever these New Year's resolutions. Well, I have daily resolutions, not yearly. Number one, wake up. There you go. After that, all good. Have a great week. Start off your year well, positive, energetic. Remember, nothing good happens after midnight. Go out and make a difference in someone's life. Be great. Have fun. Smile. Be positive. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Coach Dave Taylor, you can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Get real with Coach Dave Taylor. You can uh, contact me by email, which many of you do. Coach Dave Taylor at Yahoo.com. I'll leave you with a song called Sparks by Beach House. Enjoy the music, everybody. We'll talk to you again maybe Friday. If not, maybe we'll just wait till Monday and after the first round of playoffs. Enjoy your college football today. Should be a fun day. Some good games. College basketball on Wednesday. There's your highlights of the week. There's no NBA we're talking about. NHL I don't mention because uh, not too many people follow it, but I I love the NHL. Well, it's always going to be good. Good games tomorrow. Good games Wednesday. Decent games Thursday. Football today. College. And then we'll preview the uh, big national championship game on next Monday. So enjoy everybody. Have a great week. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.